all of that is grassroots and it's just that it's kind of the decisions that you make are you going to take out an ad in big media conglomerate or are you going to spend that same money figuring out how to connect with with individual people yeah welcome to one next step the most practical business podcast in the world helping you get more done grow your business and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school here are your hosts trisha shortino and lisa zeveld Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. I'm Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay. And I'm Lisa Zivel, the COO of Belay. Together, we are T and LZ. We've known each other since 2005 and have had the privilege of working together for almost a decade. We've grown a 100% remote business from startup to being recognized on the Inc. 5000 fastest growing list of companies for six years running. LZ and I have learned a lot along the way and have made some great friends and partners. For the one next step, we are cashing in some favors to bring you episodes filled with excellent content delivered by some talented people. And we may have a thing or two to add ourselves. The one next step is here to help you on your leadership journey. That's right. And each week we release a new episode answering your questions about running an organization. We will always highlight one next step for you to take immediate action. And we'll also include an activation guide that reinforces what you've heard today. So every new business must start from the ground up. Branding and marketing are essential to growing and maintaining a successful organization. Today, we are joined by Stephen Kars. Stephen is the brains behind King of Pops. Have you ever had one of their popsicles, Elsie? They are amazing. (laughs) King of Pops all started as a conversation in Central America. Over the years, that conversation and dream turned into reality. Stephen was laid off from his corporate job during the Great Recession, so it was on to a new dream for him. And a few months later, Stephen's brother left his job as a lawyer to join the family business. Wow. Isn't it amazing how things work out? You know, sometimes being pushed in a different direction can turn out to be one of the biggest blessings of our lives and careers. Not only does King of Pops want to provide good food, but Stephen and his brother are relentless community supporters and really strive to generate unexpected moments of happiness for everyone they encounter. Wow, that's so cool. Listen in as we talk to Stephen Kars about growing a business from the ground up. Welcome to the podcast, Stephen. Thanks, I'm excited to be here. We are excited to have you. And before we get into the juicy goodness of all things marketing, I would love to ask you to share something interesting or fascinating about yourself. You have a fun story, fun fact, fun experience you'd like to share with our audience? Oh man, well, it is being recorded Christmas time, December 1st, typically if it was a non- COVID year, we would be in elf outfits delivering Christmas trees, which is our what our business more oh. typically morphs into for the holidays since people are not buying quite as many pops. <laughs> no really pops. I guess the, interest, the interesting fact would be my elf name is Chimney the Elf. Oh, okay. You can't just leave us hanging like that. Why Chimney? <laughs> really, no. It just seemed like uh, we, everyone had just... Everyone has an elf name. That's what we answered the phone with our elf name. It just seemed kind of like oxymoron-ish. I don't know. Opposite of what an elf you would think. So I don't know. I don't smoke. So I don't know <laughs> and, and, and 
why Christmas trees? Like how did uh, you we morph were, in from pops to trees? Yeah, we were trying to think of a business that was not during the popsicle season and Christmas trees were it. So we delivered Christmas trees in elf outfits. And normally I would have been saying, go over right on over to treeelves.net to order, but it's a different year this year. And I'm kind of, I'm going to tell you the secret. I'm kind of enjoying not schlepping around Christmas trees. (laughs) Dressed as Chimney the Elf. (laughs) (laughs) Well, next year I'm going to have to watch out for that. And uh, (laughs) does does Chimney deliver my tree? (laughs) Chimney, taco. I think there's all kinds of great elves out there. That's taco. Okay. I like it. You kind of opened this up for me then. So um, specifically (laughs) speaking about King of Pops and, and what you've been doing there, really, how has the pandemic affected your business and how you guys have been operating? Yeah, I can remember when the pandemic started to become a reality, just feeling such a woe is me feeling like because we sell at large events and we sell to corporate gatherings and weddings. And I felt like for some reason, I felt like we were the one business that was going to be impacted like early, early on. And then as things happened, you started to see the the reality that this is just going to affect literally yeah. everybody and vast majority of businesses negatively. Um, but for us, I mean, pretty much a third of our business is catering, um, which is, going to corporate events or activations for corporate events or weddings or bar mitzvahs and that stuff's all gone. And then another third of our business is going to events like large music festivals or down to farmers markets and such. And and that pretty much went away. So we were down to wholesale, which is our last third. They always say you want to have a diversified business. So in in that way, we were lucky. Um, And so wholesale, we're in about 600 stores, um, our largest customers, Whole Foods. And some of that piece of our business, even like Stone Mountain and event areas, uh, like mm-hmm. Braves and stuff like that was down. But thank goodness for the little bit of uh, grocery that we had. And um, there's not a nice way to say it. It's been a challenging year for selling gourmet popsicles. Let's just, let's just put it at that. Sure. Yeah. When I, I think that you probably are sharing some sentiments that a lot of our listeners are feeling no in doubt. the moment. So thank you for being transparent and real. I know that we all appreciate that. Of course. I know. So then it feels like a really hard shift to go talk about marketing. But I think, you know, when you look at, um, when you look at, okay, so you're in this, you're in this place where two thirds yeah. of your business is really kind of off the table and you're focused on your one third that's viable for you at this time. And then I know, you know, really your expertise in truly grassroots marketing and the effects that um, the pandemic can have on it or not. I'd love to get your thoughts on marketing in the new day and age and maybe what you guys have done or or are going to do from that perspective. Yeah, I mean, I think a little bit uh, you guys just hit on was the transparency. Uh, That's been something that's been important to us from the beginning. Mm -hmm. When we started our business, we kind of invited people in to, to be a part of it with us. And I think for that reason, people kind of cheer for our brand a little bit more than they might just another um, food item. So we we share what it feels like to have to let go of someone that has worked closely with you for six years that you care deeply about and, and consider them a friend. And um, we talk about what it's like to pivot 
uh, to e-com and, and how we can try to make that work from a popsicle business. And then really each of those pieces is, I don't know if marketing is such a interesting word, but it's certainly grassroots and authentic. And I think that's, those are the two things that we've always focused on is just telling a true story and letting people say what they will about that. I mean, the challenges and difficulties of making like a, a beautiful Nike or Apple-esque advertising campaign are really just so far out of the reach of, of, of so many brands that are mm-hmm. in the one to $10 million range that I think it's really the only the kind of the only really option you can do is to, is to, to try to, to connect with them. And your advantage is that you aren't that big and that you are able to uh, respond to comments on, on Instagram or like someone else's post if they're talking about challenge that they're going through and, and relate it back to what you're doing. So from the grassroots side, I mean, I think, I think that's where we are. You're not, you can't fake it. It's just like you, you're either doing it or not. And if you're sitting in a marketing meeting, like trying to think of how to appear as grassroots, that's probably. <laughs> then you're probably not grassroots. Yeah. So I guess I would yeah. ask you if you had to define what mm-hmm. grassroots marketing is like the definition of it would you say authentic organic engaging like what are the words you would use to really capture somebody understanding what grassroots marketing is gosh I don't know I mean I guess I'm thinking in my head right now I know that there are people and maybe I'm thinking of like what people consider like guerrilla marketing that are doing things that maybe they are grassroots they're similar in in nature but at a different scale but for me, grassroots marketing would have to do with your story, your brand story, and getting whether it's a, yeah, I think authentic is the right way to, to say it, an authentic look at kind of what that is. And if it is 100% pretty, I don't really know. I mean, I think you can, we can all imagine like the grittiness of it, but there has to be some imperfection within it. Yeah. yeah, I was almost going to say like, you know, when it's so cropped and perfect and filtered, it feels yeah. it feels like it's fake. And I've heard that about Instagram posts now. I've heard that like the Instagram posts have gotten so beautiful that now people are responding to <laughs> things that are clearly not perfectly edited and Right. Uh, I just did a hashtag, make Instagram real again. Yeah, I did that (laughs) the other night, right? I mean, people want to see who you are. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. You know, if I think back to your journey and King of Pops and just sort of this phenomenon that came out of nowhere, I mean, you know, I would be in a meeting and people were talking about, you know, we as an organization brought you guys in, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been at events and seen you, but there was almost this kind of crazy following that happened yeah. around it. And, you know, kind of going from the the pinnacle of that success and even in the pandemic, I think it's that, or, or do you, maybe that's the question here. Do you think it's that people kind of look at you and it's almost like I'm, you're the brother or the best friend and they're just sort of wanting to be a part of, they can be a part of it where they can't be a part of like a Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. You know, there's a familiarity to it. For sure, I think people find success in our success. So a lot of when I'm when I'm, I'm speaking to like college students or or even our own staff, I'll talk about. I sat on the same corner for three years, and people came up, and I didn't know who they were. And some of them were influential, and some of them were famous. And I was bad at knowing if people were famous or not. And some of them were just neighbors. But 
I mean, people that we bank with, I met there. I didn't know they were bankers at the time. Buyer for Whole Foods was a customer. I didn't know he was a buyer of Whole Foods. Oh, wow. and, and so all of these things over time just culminated. And I guess that, I mean, grassroots marketing can, can mean all of these things, but in a way, like that was marketing. I mean, it's a very ineffective and not scalable way, but the, you can't, you can't do a better job than a one-to-one conversation. And, um, that maybe that's sales and that, that that's a different thing, or I don't really know, but if it, to me, it feels like from the very beginning, something we did, and I, I honestly don't know exactly what it was other than just being kind of oversharing that <laughs> uh, people wanted, wanted us to succeed and wanted to help us succeed. And oftentimes that was like people suggesting a flavor, which we made a lot of, and sometimes could be annoying and sometimes could be fun <laughs> or, or it could be someone saying like, Hey, my friend has a parking lot in Buckhead that maybe you could set up a cart at, or we're having a concert mm-hmm. or X, Y, Z. It could be a million things. I mean, our story was really approachable. I was laid off from a kind of regular American big company and started this business. And I guess another format of, of, of marketing or grassroots marketing is just the things that you're doing and the actions that you're taking. So um, our response then was, hey, this is like a much different than my corporate job. Now I'm kind of out in the streets and I need to, I need to figure this stuff out. And Part of our response as a company when the pandemic did happen was we realized that a lot of the same things that happened in 2008, 2009 recession were going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to create an opportunity to help people in a similar way and also help ourselves. And so we never thought that we would have, we call them neighborhood partners, but essentially resellers that are out on our carts. We've always done that and held it like very near and dear (laughs) to ourselves. Uh, but sure. this year it felt different and it felt like a, a good time to make that pivot. And that's, that's been a really fun change that has in a, in a kind of grassroots marketing way been things that we can talk about. We have a partner in Augusta who works closely with her, her daughter and is teaching her about business. And we've got a partner in New Jersey that just missed the South. And this was the one thing that kind of reminded her of it. And she, she goes and just sets up at the end of her driveway and has met a bunch of her neighbors that way. And oh, that's I mean, awesome! all of yeah. that is grassroots. And it's just yeah. that it's kind of the decision that you make. Are you going to take out an ad in big media conglomerate? Or are you going to spend that same money figuring out how to connect with, with individual people? Yeah, mm. I love that. So what do you feel like will remain the same? Like, do you feel like moving into hopefully a year from now, when we're out of the pandemic, do you feel like the lessons that you've learned through this pandemic are, are you going to bring with you? Yeah, I think so. I think it's, um, we're 10 years in and I feel like it was a good reminder other than our, like first couple of years when we were just starting, we felt really confident each year we're going to be profitable each year we're going to grow. And I think this was just a reminder that like, nothing, nothing's for sure. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And when someone orders hundred pops and is willing to pay hundreds of dollars for them and, and have you come out, like say, thank you a little bit deeper. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what the right <laughs> yeah. adjective would yeah. be. Yeah. Um, yeah. but all of that stuff has changed just, I mean, we're humans. We forget, we're going to forget this in, in two years, what this feeling feels like, but 
Right. There are certain things that you can kind of build into the business um, when you're reminded. And, and so we're, we're really trying to do that. I mean, at this point in time, when everything is so, so much scaled down, it's just, it's a handful of people that are kind of keeping the business going. Whereas yeah. in years past, we had 300 people that would be out selling pops. So just our, our ability to, to know each of those, we call them slingers, uh, kind of, well, it, it becomes difficult, but now we know what we didn't like about that. And when we rebuild, mm-hmm. we can rebuild with those lessons in mind. So that is, again, coming back to the neighborhood partner program. That's a big piece of that is that these people are going to be able to connect with their, whether it's their PTA or whatever nonprofit they're involved in, or just the park that is down the street from them better than we could when we were selling um, kind of from like a, an office where we were reaching out to people to right. the deltas of the world to say like, you guys going to hit your quota this year? Would you like to buy 8,000 pops? It's just, it's just a different, different feeling. Yeah. 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 Would you say there's a fundamental or, or maybe what are the essential components of branding versus marketing? So if you were going to give advice to somebody listening right now um, and give them some kind of just fundamental tips and differences between what's essential for branding right now, all things considered, versus essential for marketing, what would you advise to somebody listening right now who's, who's struggling to grow and market their business? I guess in my mind, marketing feels like it can be less long-term, like you can have a plan for a quarter or a year, whereas branding, you feel like maybe isn't permanent, but it's at least going to be sticking around for a long time. So you can, you can do damage to your brand, but you probably can't do it. You can't ruin it. I don't think in one quarter, I mean, unless I'm sure, I'm sure if you tried real hard, you could. things that you are known for is that you would love to create unexpected moments of happiness. So I would love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. So we were having kind of an introspective moment, my brother and I, who started the company with, and we were at kind of this point where we had people maybe interested in investing. And this was about a year or two after we'd found some success. And we just thought a lot about like, why, why are we doing this? Or why do we want to do this? And we're at an amazing place called Zing Train, where they teach a lot about purpose and how to apply that to your business. And we realized what was what we thought was special about our business was something that was just incredibly simple, and super easy to say, and not always the easiest to do, but just to create unexpected moments of happiness. And so for us, that is Something as simple as just handing someone a pop with a smile on a mm-hmm. hot day or as convoluted as we had a birthdays aren't canceled surprise with Puddles the Clown this last year where we went to a super fan's house oh. and he sang happy birthday and we gave him a bunch of fan uh, pops or like our yoga event, um, which is like a lot of people's yoga event, but just a little bit. I don't know. It just it just feels a little bit more like the words we were using before. Grassroots are authentic, and yeah. there's really no ulterior motive, and you might get a popsicle at the end of it. But it's just a a piece of a moment that makes you feel happy. I love that. I love that, and I think that that just speaks volumes 
to what you have created with King of Pops. I think that who we are hearing today in your transparency and authenticity is really how you've been able to grow this business. And I think that's really important for our listeners to hear that you need to be yourself and you need to be human, right? Like it's so simple, but at the end of the day, if your your business is about serving other humans, and so you need to be human and just be a good one, yeah. right? And I, I love that you want to make people smile. I mean, to me, popsicles make me smile. So <laughs> right? yeah, I, yeah I, I think that anybody who gets a popsicle just immediately smiles, but I, I just love what you guys have been able to do. And I think that sharing that with our listeners probably means a lot to them. I think you've given them a lot of good nuggets today on how to pivot and yeah. perhaps look at that third of your business that um, is doing well yeah. and, um, and just, you know, take away some lessons knowing that this isn't going to last forever. Yep, exactly. It's not going to last forever and we can build it back better. I think are the two pieces that help me sleep at night through this tough time. Yeah. Well, this is awesome. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for spending time with us today. This has been awesome. And I know I've got a ton of stuff that um, I wrote down and can't wait to share with my team. Great. Thanks. I really appreciate you guys. You the good work. Oh my goodness. Stephen really gave us some good stuff to think about today. I mean, yes, it was, it was a great education in grassroots marketing. For me, right? Just yeah. his definition of really what it what it means and how it's really helped him, you know, craft his business. Yeah. What What was your takeaway? What would you What are you looking forward to sharing with our team? So, yeah. I mean, for me, it was really just how he's going to leverage this time to use it as a lesson, mm-hmm. right? So he talked a little bit about you know some different strategies they kind of had to consider since the pandemic. He talked about his neighborhood partners and really leveraging new marketing strategies to get his brand out there and that he would continue to use that going forward. So I think we're all learning things through having to pivot. We're we're getting really creative on how to market our businesses and really remembering that, you know, if and when things get back to normal or get back to a different place that we'll take those lessons with us. We will we will have learned a thing or two about what works, what doesn't work, mm-hmm. how to diversify. He talked about his business being a third, a third, a third. Yeah. Um, so I, I found that, you know, they really just made it happen. Yes. Which is kind of what we're all doing. So I just, I, I found that to be extremely interesting, fascinating information. So yeah. how about you? You know, I, I think it, it's the whole grassroots branding and marketing thing and the authenticity behind it. I don't know about our listeners or about you, but I think sometimes it's really easy to look at big brands like a Target or Nike or Chick-fil-A, these big, beautiful brands, right? And you imagine yourself growing your business to that size. And yet at the same time, people really are craving that human connection. Like there's so much out there that's perfect. And you know that you're not perfect. And so you're looking for something that feels very genuine and authentic, just like you are. And so that's really what resonated with me with that grassroots marketing and branding is it's making something that's not perfect and it's being authentic to tell your story. It's, you know, um, having real connections and real relationships with your clients and your team members. And so, yeah, I think that's really important, especially now, 
right? Like this year yeah. has, has turned out in a way that's, it's not what anybody thought it was going to be. And it feels like the brands and the businesses that are being successful are the ones that have come out and said, Hey, uh, we need your help. And, um, yeah. you know, we're, we're feeling it just like you're feeling it. Yeah. I love that. I love that they, you know, he really had a, you know, a, a support system through his yeah. customer base of people who were just like you said, cheering him on because he created this, you know, very authentic, real brands that people could relate to. So being relatable and authentic. Yeah. I personally relate to both of those words, you know, I strive to be relatable and authentic. And so that really does resonate with me, even as a brand. Yeah. Yeah. And those unexpected moments of happiness probably help. (laughs) Well, you know what time it is. It is time for the one next step. As the most practical business podcast, we want to make sure taking action isn't overwhelming to you. So with each episode, we're going to offer you one next step to propel you and your business forward. Today's next step is to download our activation guide, Steve Kars on grassroots marketing and branding, which are some of the best tips on marketing and branding from Steven himself. He and his team have built one of the most beloved brands and best popsicles in America, King of Pops. As a bonus, King of Pops has generously included a special offer to their online store. Yes, they ship popsicles now. Uh, who knew you could ship popsicles? I know. Fascinating. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, guys, to download the guide now, text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit one next step podcast.com. When you request today's guide, you'll also receive a summary of today's episode, which includes key quotes and takeaways and links to resources mentioned in the episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of One Next Step. We hope you enjoyed what you are hearing from us and we want to hear from you. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen and leave us a review. We created this podcast to help you and your team grow your business. So we read every one of them. And as we kick off the new year, we'd like to make sure the podcast is helpful to you. So submit your business questions so one of us or a future guest can answer them during an upcoming episode by calling the One Next Step listener line at 404-480-3003. That's 404-480-3003. Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. Join us next week for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Start by making today count. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.